Welcome to The Redesign, the podcast in which we create the ultimate versions of everyday things. I'm Tom. My name is Eric. So I'd say Luggage 2.0 not only changed the luggage game, but also changed the travel game, and also the person being digested by their own luggage game, a game that heretofore did not exist. So nice work, team. It, it ushered in a new lug age. Eric, you seem like a person who enjoys being entertained. I definitely do. Well, Entertainment is one of the most entertaining things uh, in my in my life. Well, prepare to be more of that, because today we're going to deconstruct the world of entertainment entirely and build it back up again with Movies 2.0. Oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. I just need to wait. Just I need a moment. Okay. Please, right. please take all the Let, time you need. Let's uh, let's do it. Okay, so I think, I mean, let's let's start with some movie staples. I think these are things that are that are non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. Um, like someone in the movie has to say the name of the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's that's been a missed opportunity for decades, for the, for a century, at least. Um, and I think. Like just in every movie, it becomes a legal requirement. You have to somehow name drop the movie in in within the movie yeah. itself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess, uh, like the the critical acclaim should be somewhat tied to um, the proximity of the self name drop to the climax of the film. Yeah, if you can work it in so someone saying the name of the movie is like the pinnacle of of tension within said movie then like all the Oscars yeah. immediately. Oh yeah, exactly. It's it's uh yeah, that would be that would be the the ultimate. Similarly, I think all movies need to start with a uh need to start with a text crawl that explains the setting and backstory of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> i i love how yeah we it's the 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 star wars approach yeah exactly and i mean how helpful is that in star wars you're like okay helpful yeah it's it's um it's much it's much uh actually you know like i i wonder if there is like you know real talk i i wonder if there's like uh an actual benefit to having you know part of the story um related to you in a in a different mode from the rest of the story because you're like it's instead of you know somebody uh, explaining it to you uh in in dialogue as an actor or whatever um having you read it is is just kind of a different it's, it's like I, I wonder if that setting it aside or setting it apart from the rest of the film is actually maybe helps retention in mm-hmm. some way i wonder if that's a thing yeah, I mean, I think a, a generally accepted storytelling rule is show, don't tell. But let me ask you this. What if tell and don't show? Yeah. Um, so, like, uh, you know, we could you could tell it through text, but you could also have, like, um, an audiobook, a mini audiobook at the mm. start of the movie mm-hmm. and just have it be, like, blank screen. Uh, everybody close your eyes. Um, while somebody, you know, the author, the screenwriter, maybe, uh, or the director would, um, would just, just go through the, that part and like, read it, read it to you. That's very good. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, if we, if we think about star Wars as the, er example of this, then, uh, just thinking about like, say Alec Guinness reading those crawls. Oh, 
Oh, that would be much better movie instantaneously. Indeed. Yeah, that that would be that that would oh be wonderful. <laughs> it was laborious, but I I got there. So I think similarly, uh, in terms of instantaneously much better movie, all uh, movie themes I think should be performed by a rapper, uh, like that Hollywood triumph, Wild Wild West, starring Will Smith oh, and Kevin Klein. Of course, uh, um, and and a giant octo robot. I mean, let's not get ahead of ourselves, but. Um, uh-huh. I think this is another opportunity to say the name of the movie quite a lot, just in oh, yeah. in, in the theme song of the movie. And and I mean, like you know, uh, I forget I forget if what the lyrics of Wild Wild West were uh, in the verses, but doesn't that also you know kind of lay the groundwork for the the setting of the film a little bit? I I feel like it might. I don't remember, but but that's that that would be a huge opportunity to like. Merge that with the text crawl. Well, that's what I was going to suggest. Yeah. Or, or yeah, uh, let's let's just put those two things together. Forget text crawl. Forget audiobook. Just wrap the beginning of the movie. And it can also be the theme song. And it can also be the theme song. Yeah, and then okay. and then it would sell like the the soundtrack would sell like hotcakes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very good. Okay. Um, now something else that I like to see in a movie. Um, aside from someone just really belting out the the name, is a quippy catchphrase that's just repeated throughout the whole movie. Right. Um, I think this is a really great example of this is is from the uh, cinematic masterwork Bridget Jones's Baby, uh, in which Patrick Dempsey just kept saying "That's Bridget Jones, baby" throughout the whole film. Oh my god, I did not know about this. That's that's a very true fact. Wow. Uh, and not something that I made up for wow, sure. Wow, wow, wow. That would be, yeah, that's, hey, that's Bridget Jones, baby. See, you're you're on it already. It's it very good. It's really great. Really wonderful. Um, so, like, I mean, a catchphrase, uh, the, the rap would, would, would be a prime, like, primo zone to uh, um, introduce the catchphrase. So, uh, not only would you... It, the, this rap is starting to, you know, uh, encompass everything. So it's it's not only the the setting, setting, uh, opening, you know, monologue. It is also the theme song would probably have the name of the film in it, uh, and also would deliver the key catchphrase for the first time, potentially many times. I feel like we're putting a lot of expectations on on this rap. Yeah, but. But that's kind of where it's going. Okay. Well, let's. I mean, let's be be cognizant of what we're doing. But I. But I do like what I'm hearing. <laughs> now, I think um, the problem with uh, Bridget Jones's Baby that you may not know is that is it's the sequel uh, to Bridget Jones's Diary, mm-hmm. um, and that's really super ambiguous. Like, there's no way to know that it's the third movie. And so something I think we should do is uh, standardize sequel names. Birth Regit Jones? Well. Bridget Jones 3S with because the E's. Bridge 3 Jones 3s? I mean, that's. If, or if Bridget or Bridget 
uh, with an uh, three eyes. So B R I I I D G E T. I mean, we could also uh, approach it in in the uh, Fast and Furious model. So it would be like three oh, B- yeah. Bridget, three Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> so good. Um, yeah. Or um. Or or Bridget Jones Dyer three. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's um. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's a lot of historically very good models we can look at here, um, like the sequel to Breaking. Break into colon electric boogaloo. Um, right. You you always know it's the second version of something if electric boogaloo is appended to the name. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's that's definitely something uh, worth exploring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I I, I wonder. Um, I think I think we can come back to that. So <laughs> the. Uh, uh, so something else that that people really like, um, if we've if we've learned anything from the success of the Marvel movies, is that folks really love uh, a shared universe, and mm-hmm. uh, particularly the the post credits stinger that that sets up sort of the next film in the franchise. Right. Yeah. 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 And I uh, think. Uh, well, ahead. well, I mean, there's um, isn't that the what's it called the Saint Elsewhere thing? You know what I'm talking about? Nope. Uh, how there's okay. There was this like show. I I I hope it's called Saint Elsewhere. Um, that uh, the entire show. Um, this this whole like fan theory where the entire show it, it ended up spoiler alert um, to have taken place. It was like a hospital procedural drama or something like a hospital drama, um, and the entire show took place in the mind of uh, an autistic child. Mm. And um, th- that fact was the focus of the idea that anything or any character or any like um, a- any any brand that that was like used in other uh, like any, you know, a fake brand or something like a like, you know, uh, slurm or whatever mm-hmm. um, that was featured in that show. Anything that was featured in that show would kind of like virally infect every other show that also mentioned or had that character or thing in it um, with the concept that that show as well took place in the mind of this child. And so every show, and there's like tons of shows, it's like every, it's like every Law and Order, um, uh, like so many cop dramas, and then like, you know, all these things, all it takes is one like reference to something that was in this original show to make it part of this whole universe that was all like encapsulated within this one genius mind. Mm-hmm. And so that that's like the ultimate crossover kind of concept. I mean, I think there's a reason that I mentioned the Marvel movies specifically, because I think we, we want to capture some of that heat. And so what I'm thinking is if if in this new sort of uh, cinematic oeuvre that we're constructing, mm-hmm. what if all of the post-credit stingers in every movie uh, is just always Thanos? Uh, 
Yep. So, I mean, I think it's realistic that every movie, uh, whether it deals directly with it or not, it's fair to say that, like, you know, he's he's trying to assemble all the gems for the Infinity Gauntlet. Right, right. Of course. I mean, of you know, course. possibly yeah. in the background. And so maybe a lot of the of the stingers would be him like, oh, man, Bridget <laughs> Jones didn't have any of the Infinity Gems. <laughs> it's just, just like... But would it be him like just kind of uh, showing that he was he was kind of like present in like, you know, in in the events of the of the film that, that we just watched and just kind of like watching to to see if anything was pertinent to his search. <laughs> it's just like hanging around uh, in the in the background, like as an extra or something. Um, and like if you, you know, eagle eyed viewers, of course, could freeze mm-hmm. frame. Um, and and just see just like a you know a, a monstrous space god, mm-hmm. um, just you know in you know uh, on the streets of of New York or wherever. Yeah, exactly. So so it's it's a little. I feel like it's a less of a of a cop out that way than like ah it was all a dream. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because it definitely wasn't. Thanos was definitely there. Yeah. Yeah. He might have just not been like in the forefront of the movie. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, that, no, that, that makes way more sense. So, I mean, I guess the other piece of, of maybe thinking about how to make all movies a little more like Marvel movies is, I mean, maybe everyone can just do like Spider-Man things. Um, which, which Spider-Man can do a lot of things. Uh, like I which mean, things in particular? I don't, I don't, I don't want to be choosy, but like, oh, okay. you know, just the normal suite of, of. Right. Spider right. So as if things. as if they were also bitten by a radioactive spider. Mhm. Right. Um And I mean maybe that's addressed in in the rap uh itself. Right, right. It's like you you're not going to see it on screen but <laughs> Damn it. Like you're not going to see it on screen but uh Bridget Jones was also bit by a radioactive spider. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um and and like yeah, you don't see it on screen, but the only the only way you know as a viewer is you you there's a shot panning across her diary, and it's written it's written there. It's like you know April seventeenth, bitten by a weird spider, mm-hmm. and then like April nineteenth, or later in the movie, you know a few days later or like a a week later, it's just like you know, um, wet web webbing, question mark question mark, um, mm-hmm. swinging around heart yeah yeah it's just yeah. it's it's subtly alluded to but yeah, i think exactly. it, it sort of amps up the the excitement of the movie because something you know heroic or or supernatural could happen at any time yeah yeah to anyone to anyone yeah exactly there i mean yeah like Sp- spider-man uh peter parker himself was was just a normal normal wisecracking kid mm-hmm. um who got bitten Got bit by the bug, the Spider-Man bug, yeah, also known as <laughs> Spider. Um, yeah. So I think I mean we've done a lot of work on on the movies themselves, but I think there's also the uh, cinema experience to consider. Oh yeah, yeah. I was waiting for this. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have any specific ideas, uh, but I just I was just you know waiting for for how we could make this better. Also, 
Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, the obvious place is to begin with the seats. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, not, not the most comfortable ever. No, I think, I think they've uh, improved slightly uh, lately, you know, the more sort of stadium style seating is, is better. Um, But what if they reclined fully? Yes. And then the movie was projected on the ceiling. Oh, like a planetarium. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. And then, and then you know, like um, normally movies are shot; they're, they're they're filmed with the kind of implicit idea that um, the viewer is going to be like uh, upright, you know, like with a with a you know more uh, normal field of, of vision, mm-hmm. like a like a one that is parallel to the ground. Um, but but if movies if if you made movies specially for these theaters, um, it would always be like a, a view looking looking upward. So all the all the shots, you know, you would be just looking up at at things directly up at things. Um, mm-hmm. So so a lot of dialogue, I guess, would be coming from off screen. Yeah yeah or or you know like um, maybe maybe it's like a pet's eye view, mm. something like that, um, or or. or uh, maybe, maybe the the assorted um, a, um, insect themed um, animated features those would not just be like the insects talking to each other, but it'd just be like them in the real world, uh, just listening to conversations from their particular vantage point, mm-hmm. and then think, the, the viewers could share in that. I think another way to handle this. Um without sort of resorting to to having a, a you know a camera bearing dog or something is what if the main character is in fact just always very short yeah 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 totally and so all of the other characters loom over them so it's like you're looking up to see them talking all the time anyway yeah yeah that that makes that makes perfect sense um so so it would be in it would be canon like it would be in the the reason you're seeing everything from this vantage point is it's it's a first person view from mm-hmm. one of the characters who just happens to be it just happens to be a, a much smaller person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be be a new perspective. Um, I had an idea about um, about about the seats as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A different idea, almost the opposite idea. Okay. Um, in which uh, for an action movie, for something with a lot of excitement. Um, you know, the, the old marketing adage, um, you, you, you pay for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. Mm -hmm. What if you only paid for and got the edge? Okay. So the seat would just basically be, um, I guess a bar Mm -hmm. because like why? And then it would make, it would, it, it would make the whole you know, theater cost less because you, you wouldn't need seats at all. You just need these bars to just kind of like um, teeter your, your bottom upon. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and, and no one will notice because they're so, you know, they're so, they're in so much suspense and, and, uh, and excitement that they're, they were going to be on the edge of the seat anyway. So uh, it'll, it'll just drive costs down. That's, that's a really good idea. And I think it ties into something else that I wanted to explore, which is that obviously um, movies are a very single, uh, well, double sensory experience. It's just, 
you know, you see them and you hear them. Yes. And I think we've started exploring sort of a, a more multi-sensory experience with, with things like 3D glasses and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I think we the can... things that spray water in your face. Well, and things that spray water in your face. But what if there were things that uh, sprayed sort of scent mists mm-hmm. into the theater? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That would be like... That'd be so many D uh, in the sense that, you know, 3D mm-hmm. and 4D and, and 5D. It'd be like, you know, unlimited D. Um, the Yeah, it would be really, uh, really immersive, certainly. I think it would lend itself to only certain types of movies, maybe. Unless, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to think of what, what is the worst case scenario here. Um, it's a movie about, um, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Um, it's a documentary about, um, landfills. Mm -hmm. Um, would you, would, if it's a documentary, would you, would you want, would you want the, the smell to be accurate to just kind of, you know, drive your point home or, uh, would it just be kind of a non-starter? Well, I think, I mean, like, like 3d, it's not going to be a technology that works for, for every movie, but I think also, um, it has the opportunity to to bring some verisimilitude to movies that, like we we haven't really even begun to explore, um, and I think it's it's another uh, piece of technology we can use to to tie our shared universe even more closely together. True. In that, I, I don't think many people know this, uh, but Thanos has a very distinctive uh, musk, uh. and so even if you didn't see him. Uh, in in the movie, you'd be like, "Oh, that that's where he was. I just smelled him walking yeah. by." That that that's that's really interesting because um, not only could it be like a a clue for for you know for Thanos in particular, um, this this kind of idea could just be you know how people have have themes, their own like musical themes. Mm-hmm. Um, you may not even need that if if music would not be appropriate for the given scene, but but you did actually like smell the protagonist or the antagonist um, and, and you know, the, the amount to which you could, you could kind of sense them in the room, their, their odor um, that would, that would lend itself really well to introducing that character or to like, you know, announcing their presence without having to do so overtly through music or mm. dialogue. I love how atmospheric this is. That's very, Oh good. yeah. It's, it's, it's like, yeah. Um, and and you know the the protagonists would would generally smell pretty good, um, pretty decent, but uh, the the antagonists you're just you're just kind of like even if it was like um, just nothing nothing that hits you in the face but just just something really um, that kind of wafts in every so often and and you just really unsettled because it, it smells like you know um, stale hamburgers or something I don't I don't know what's what's mm-hmm. a you know, like something that's just started, like a like milk that's been in the in the fridge for slightly too long, just like a little bit too long. It just kind of smells a little bad and makes mm-hmm. everything kind of smell a little bad. But it's not like, you know, it's not emergency level yet. Yeah, I know. I mean, I personally, I'm always thoroughly unsettled by this the the smell of stale hamburgers. Oh yeah, yeah. No, just because you know you 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 buy you buy like a dozen fully fully loaded hamburgers and you just save some for later. You don't just 
You don't just eat one. You just don't just get one and eat. No, it. that that would be crazy. No, no, no. You get you grab like half a dozen and then you you yeah. put them at home and so you can have them whenever you want. That's what people do. Uh, for sure. And I think this is the perfect segue to to something else that I want to bring up. Uh, in terms of of cinema food. Oh yeah. And I mean traditionally, popcorn, which is just not super efficient it makes your your hands kind of greasy and if you are indeed sitting on a rail yeah i think i think that could be a safety concern oh absolutely also why why are the loudest foods uh cinema staples mm-hmm. it should be something i think um that you don't need to chew of course yeah that's this is a no-brainer so i think i mean i i i think the popularity of, of cinema staples uh, speaks to their their appeal for sure. I'm wondering if we can explore some kind of, um, I want to say like a, a, a sippable slurry of like popcorn and, and fuzzy peaches and like junior mints. So it's like all all the classics and nacho cheese. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a that's a real classic. Um, nachos and and nacho cheese and popcorn. Um, and and yeah, junior mints, jujubes, mm-hmm. or ju- jujubes. Um, what 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 else? Like you know, like all the all the gel jelly like um, candies, mm-hmm. um, like Twizzlers. Yeah, and you just like you just mash them all together. You just you, know, you just make a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, like, would you would it be like through a straw? It shouldn't be through a straw because you run the risk of of doing the like the straw noise. Well, I mean, I okay. I mean, is it just like a a, a you, small packet that you just throw wholly into your mouth and chomp on? Yeah, you. That's that's something you could do. That that would be pretty good. Well, I was just thinking, like you know, instead of a straw, it would be like it would be you know drinkable. You could like still, you would have to toss it back though. But but the thing is, the thing about a straw is that you don't have to tilt your head and thus like potentially lose sight of the movie you're watching because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we can't forget that we are this. That's the primary thing, right? So um, yeah, maybe that's why straws are prevalent. Mm-hmm. I think it could be one of those like sort of packs that you just put on your on your body, and then there's a like a straw leading from the pack. Oh yeah, into your mouth. So maybe it just like hooks over your ear for convenience or something. Totally. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. So you can keep looking at the movie at all times, but whenever you need a, a sip of of whatever this is. I mean, actually, now now that I've said that, I think we need to move immediately uh into the into the marketing segment because mm-hmm. you, we can't just call this like like fuzzy peach and junior mint and jujube twizzler liquid like yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's it, true. It needs a thing, and um, let me hit you with uh, this. Oh, if it's a go, yeah, go, go. What if it was called movie juice? <laughs> uh, you say it three times, and it appears. Uh, I mean, no, it would be very expensive. I see. I see. Okay, uh, movie juice. That's really good. Um, you know, if it, if it, if we're going, if you're watching like a like an adventure film or something. Um, you could call it monster mash. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd do some mash. Yeah, I like the uh, the the thematic aspect of that. Yeah, Maybe there's a exactly. there's a different name for every genre. Oh yeah, it'd be um, uh, dra- drama mean. Yeah. Uh, I mean that that so, might be a thing. I'm not sure. Maybe. Yeah. Um. Fu- fu- uh. Funny. 
bone. Well, okay. I mean, I, I no, that's not. Let's, that's let's not put a pin in that. It's, yeah. I guess, generically, movie juice, and we can we can work with the the marketing well, department. To, well, uh, to I mean, do. thinking thinking about marketing uh, in general for for movies, mm-hmm. um, movie it, the word movie itself is just uh, the an evolution of the the word talkie, mm-hmm. right? For radio radio plays, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what would what would this be as we you know enter into new realms of experience? Uh, it would be like a, a a feely. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's sort of, I think, where we're at is that mm-hmm. we need to. What is how do we present this whole endeavor? Indeed. And I want to get this out of the way so we can dispose of it immediately. Two V's? No, not a thing. <laughs> but I think but three V's? Well, question mark. I mean, okay, like. I think you the the historical aspect that you've hit on is, there's something to that like we started with with silent films mm-hmm. um that you, that oh yeah it wasn't see. radio plays it was it was yeah uh, well, I mean both, both of those things yeah. and then like films films as we know them mm-hmm. and then our our very very good work here so like what if instead of going to the theater you're going to the theater yes yes third iteration mm-hmm. so good yeah That'll be, that's that's three iter. That's it. Okay. Well, I mean, great. I I can't wait to to recline and look directly up and and sip on some movie juice at the three iter. That sounds like a lovely uh, afternoon. Yeah, it's it sounds fantastic. I would love that. If there are things in your life that need to be redesigned, we want to hear about it. You can find us online at www.theredesign.design or on Twitter at The Redesign Cast. And you can also email us with your redesign ideas at hey Tom and Eric, please redesign this thing, thanks at theredesign.design. If you know someone else who would enjoy this podcast, it would be super awesome if you shared it with them or left a comment or star rating or both on iTunes. It's very much appreciated. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.